Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. Welcome to this Young Family Small Business episode with my good friend and client, Nicholas Schuster, or Nick Schuster. I've actually known him for sort of coming up five years, and we had a fantastic interview. As I say in the interview, I always appreciate the way he thinks about business, about life, and and I think he's got a lot of value to add to our audience. Uh, Some of the key things was how he sort of deals with the team and and what he learned through losing two-thirds of his team uh, and what he implemented as a result to make sure his retention was uh, a bit higher than that. Also, he's got some tips on where to go in Fiji if you'd like a a child butler or a children's butler on your holiday. I think there's a, he even mentioned the hotel or the island uh, that, uh, that you've got to go to. Uh, and he also talked about how he transitioned from being a physio, a technician in his industry, to actually training other physio clinic owners as well. So if you're a, a business owner who has considered that, then, um, then he's got some gold nuggets to share of how to get started with that. Uh, and then a bit of a formal introduction to Nick. Uh, he's a 39-year-old husband, father, and owner of three businesses. Uh, he's originally from Toowoomba, Queensland, which is a few hours west, uh, but now lives in Scarborough. He's a physio by trade. In 2003, he took over Scarborough Physio and Health, a physiotherapy and multidisciplinary health business in the beautiful Redcliffe Peninsula that employs 20 staff and has helped more than 18,000 people with pain and injuries. And five years ago, due to demand, he started a consulting business called Ultimate Physio, which provides educational products and services to owners of physiotherapy clinics, predominantly in Australia. He curates a Facebook community in Australia of more than 1,500 physio clinic owners. And in 2022, so next year, um, at the time of recording, he's opening a second physio clinic in Newport, which is on the Redcliffe Peninsula. He's strongly focused on the concept of personal growth um, and business owners creating freedom in their lives leaving legacies and generosity. And when not doing business stuff, uh, Nick can be found at his home with his family, boxing and training in mixed martial arts or looking after his beautiful lawn. And I've definitely seen some of the DIY projects on um, Facebook when he's on on the weekends. So uh, a really lovely interview with Nick. Um, I I think it's a sensational topic. Um, Absolutely relate to him as a business owner, a dad. Um, And uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast today. I've been really looking forward to um, talking with you. What a wonderful thing that you're doing, Ben. I'm, uh, I love being interviewed by especially people I know. So, yeah, I, I feel honoured to be here and thank you for interviewing me. Yeah, likewise, and I appreciate you um, you taking the time. It's, it's awesome. I think you've got some awesome value to add to our community. But um, first question, as always, on, on the show is, um, could you tell me about your family? Yes, I can. So um, I'm a 39-year-old father and business owner from North Brisbane. In my immediate family, I've got my wife, Gerowin, 
who's four years younger than me. She's a lawyer. Uh, we have two children. We have our son, James, who is about four and a half at the time of recording, and our daughter, Ava, who's a bit old, older than two. And I'll also include my mother-in-law. Uh, her name's Wendy because she spends a lot of time with us and with the kids. So that's awesome. that's our immediate circle, Ben. Mm, ah, cool. And, and what do you like to do as a family together? Yeah, I think um, in terms of what we like to do as a family, like life is just so busy at this stage with mm. my businesses and my wife getting back to five days a week work. I think that like we enjoy spending time together at home. We've got a pool. We like going in the pool. Yeah, we especially like summer because there's so many nice things you can do around here. We live in a beautiful suburb called Shorncliffe. So just, you know, going to the park and going to local events. You know, my wife and I like going out together when we can, but we don't get a chance to do it that often. Mm. And um, I suppose one thing that COVID's really taught us is, yeah, we, we do enjoy holidays. They'd, they've had to be domestic recently. We had one trip this year to Adelaide, which was really good. And uh, we've got this this dream destination that we've been to in Fiji back in 2018, Ben, and, yeah. and we're, uh, we're dead keen to get back to there. Yeah. Well, uh, are you happy sharing where that is? Yeah, it's called, it's called Vomo Island. It's oh, just yeah. this amazing resort. You know, you snorkel, you get great food cooked for you. They have baby butlers. This is a bit of a promo for Vomo, isn't it, really? So, <laughs> yeah, you should go there. Take the family. So, hang on, butlers for, for kids? Yep, yep. So, basically, like up to 10 hours of babysitting a day. It's, mate, it's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. And is that near um, Nardi? Uh, yeah, so you you fly into Nandy and then um, and then it's about a ninety minute boat trip or a ten minute helicopter trip. So the first time we went there, Ben, we did the boat, and yeah. my commitment when we go back is we're going to do the helicopter. So yeah, uh, yeah, good. yeah it'll be fun. Yeah, no, there you go. And I, I think we got a hint at the next question before, but um, what what do you and Gerwin like to do um, to sort of build build your relationship or maintain a healthy relationship? Yeah, so I th- I think. Again, the stage of life that we're in, like it's been a challenging couple of years since Ava was born. Mm. You know, Gerwin's had a lot of sleeplessness because of the kids and, you know, she's been lacking energy at times. Like sometimes someone will look after the kids and we get to go somewhere, especially for lunch. Like mm. like by dinner time, she's pretty cooked. Mm. So we'll try and go for lunch somewhere. She took me to this beautiful place at Manly last week called The Boathouse. Awesome. And uh, oh, I was stunning. So um yeah, probably quite simple things to be honest, Ben. It's just going yeah. out as a couple, which is yeah, it, it's so different after having children than before. Mm. Really is. Mm, no, awesome, awesome. And and uh, I know for me, this was sort of challenging when the kids were really, really young, like sort of um, not even one or uh, very early ones. But as a dad, how do you build relationships with your each of your children? Yeah, so I've. I put a lot of focus on this and I'm definitely not a perfect father and and I'm only a few years into the journey, so I'm still learning. But for me, it's all about time. And, you know, growing up, we grew up pretty poor and I was one of four boys. So we didn't get a lot of time with our dad and he was working. Hmm. So I'm I'm pretty lucky. I don't have to go into work Wednesdays and Fridays and I can I can change that over time. And so um, the situation is like right now, I get to spend Wednesdays and Fridays with my kids. Like our son's old enough to be in kindy and our daughter doesn't have to go to kindy on those days and we can spend time together, take her to the park. I take him to swimming lessons to help him learn how to swim properly. Sometimes I just take them with me based on what I'm doing. They've been to a couple of business meetings and such, which has been really good. So 
yeah, I, I just enjoy spending time with them in in their environment or mine, Ben. So yeah, that's right. That's about it. Great tip. Um, and yeah, awesome flexibility with the Wednesdays and Fridays. And I think we'll we'll sort of get to that as we talk through. But um, my first question around sort of the career or business side of things is: Can you take us through your career journey uh, as a physio? Yeah. So um, I. I was at at school in Toowoomba in the late 90s and I actually really wanted to do medicine, but it was too hard to get into and I'm quite pragmatic. So it's like, you know, I wanted a a career where I was helping people, but I had a job after a four-year degree. chose physio. I quite liked the degree. I got jaded by some areas of it, but I didn't even really know at the time that I enjoyed business. Mm. And, you know, as I went through physio, I thought, well, how am I going to apply this? I knew that I didn't want to work in a hospital because Mm. it was a fairly... Um, hierarchical environment where you didn't have a lot of control over what you were doing. And yeah, that really helped me decide that my only real option, Ben, I was pretty fenced in uh, at the end of four years of study was to to go into private practice physiotherapy. So working in a private clinic, seeing private paying clients, you know, a, a small business, a cottage type business, because there weren't many very big businesses doing that at the time. Uh, there you go. And, and so you, you started working for, for someone uh, and then no. uh, you, you went straight into running a... <laughs> I, was, I was crazy, mate. So uh, I'll tell you the story. It's a good one. So um, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the funny bit. So in, in the, the final year of university, you probably can't see me on this, but I'm just a regular looking bloke. I had very long straight hair and I had a bet with my friends I wouldn't cut my hair all year. I had this horrible long hair that looked like mm. Kurt Cobain. And um, on my last day of the bet, I had a job interview at a hospital. And uh, I knew I didn't want the job, Ben. And my biggest thought process was, should I get a haircut? Should I not? And I ended up chopping off my hair for the interview. The interview went terribly. I didn't get the job. And then I was at uni the next day and there was a flyer on one of the notice boards and it said practice for sale Scarborough and it was dirt cheap. And I'm like, bugger it. I'll just go for a drive up to Scarborough. Met the <laughs> owner. There was five people at one of the clinics. She chose me. And uh, yeah, we'll tell you the rest very soon. So yeah, first business at age of 21 bought on a credit card. I didn't even know that. (laughs) That's... uh, I enjoyed telling you that. That is jaw-dropping. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was pretty pretty stupid at the time. Everyone told me not to do it by one person who was my dad. So uh, yeah, maybe I just did it to to put a bit of steam up them and um, yeah, Mm. just say, hey, look what I can do. Jeez. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so how how big was the the clinic at the time? Oh, it was so. no. It, it was just it was one lady who had a room and like one bed in the room, hmm. uh, and I was buying a very small caseload. So she worked there two half days a week. Yep. So yeah, she might have been seeing ten patients a week because she wanted to go and lecture at the uni that I graduated from. Yeah. So we effectively swapped. Not that I was a lecturer, but she went to UQ, hmm. the hmm. Uni of Queensland. And I, I built the practice up to five days a week pretty quick, like in about three months. Yeah, wow. Because uh, it was in a medical center. So, uh, you know, those early days in business were easy. You're just nice to the doctors and the staff and they sent you patients. Yeah, cool. Okay. And what year, what year was that? Just to give some perspective. 2004. Okay. So, yeah, I was 21. I had no idea what I was doing. And what I, what I realized the further into that journey, Ben, is I'd bought mm. myself a job. Didn't yep. buy a business. I bought a, a caseload of clients with very low overheads and a room. But mm. yeah, it was a job. It wasn't a business. Yeah. Okay. And so what? What? So we're seventeen years later. Is that yeah. roughly? That's yep. what we are now. Um, what does uh, Scarborough Physio look like now? 
Yeah, so we're in our third iteration. So from that small clinic, we were there five years. We went to our own first standalone clinic, which had only two rooms or three mm-hmm. rooms, sorry. Now we're in a, a waterfront clinic that I own the building. It's got 10 rooms. It's got a small gym area. We have a team of 19 at the minute. Mm. We offer our core services, private practice physiotherapy. We have acupuncture. We have Pilates. We have remedial massage in the last year to uh, cope with COVID-related demand from our clients. Ben, Mm. we've added clinical psychology, and that's going to be a huge part of our growth over the next three years or so because we've seen how much our clients are struggling during COVID from a mental health perspective. Mm. So, yeah. It's a wonderful business. We've uh, we track how many people we've helped in our region. We've helped around eighteen thousand individuals. Wow! And our vision is to help every person on the Redcliffe Peninsula, which is sixty thousand. So yeah, we're almost a third of the way there. Jeez! And what were some of the sort of key things that helped grow the business? Maybe not sort of you, you touched on the, the sort of recent one of the clinical psychologists, but along the yep. way, what are like two or three like massive? Oh, okay. So many people have been in business quite some time know that the Mm. biggest thing that helps you grow is something that you've stuffed up very badly so Mm -hmm. my my first one of those ben was um i uh, i was convinced to invest with a little company called storm financial just before the gfc in 2007 Mm. and i used to think that the way to wealth and freedom was buying lots of properties because that's what people did in the early 2000s Mm. i invested with storm you know the stock market got too hot i lost almost basically my life savings at the time, which was a reasonable amount. And that was the first key moment for me. And what happened there, Ben, is it kicked my ass that I needed to learn about business. I had this business. Yep. And those of you who've read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, I was mm. the technician. I was I was working a job, not a business. Mm. But that was the first real sliding doors moment for me, Ben, was, mm. was lost all my money. I thought property, no good. Shares, no good. I better learn how to do business. Yeah. Uh, not that those asset classes were no good, but that I didn't I didn't feel like I was succeeding with them. Yeah. So that happened in 2007 and 8. And so yeah, I started learning about business, slowly growing the business, and I'd say my my second big moment was end of 2014, start of 2015 where mm-hmm. I had started to hire people and I think my team was about 5 or 6 at the time, and I thought I was awesome. Like and the only reason I thought I was a great boss is cuz no one had left. And then Almost all of them left in six months. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> and that happens sometimes. So uh, I think we lost about two-thirds of our team in a six-month period. Yeah. And that really kicked my ass because what that did to me is it taught me that I actually wasn't a very good boss. Wow. Um, I was a micromanager. I was spending all my time treating my clients and not spending time with, with my team. Hmm. And um, yeah, that was a huge learning. And, and since then, it's really helped me um, develop structure and strategy to how I lead people. It's it's helped me to learn and implement a lot about my own self and my leadership style, what team members want, how to inspire them, you know, how to have tough conversations with them, etc. And and I now feel like my biggest role at work is is to help my team members not only achieve their goals and dreams, Ben, but also things that they never even thought were possible in their life. And that's and that's a huge focus of what we do at our clinic. And yeah. in my other business that we'll talk about later. Yeah, wow. And and I mean, without you don't have to mention names, but what are some examples of um, you know, helping those team members achieve goals beyond what oh, they can imagine? Yeah, I'd say um, so. So I've got the most amazing practice manager, and I will mention name. Her, her name is Ruth yeah. Woolett. Ruth yeah. is just the most incredible person, and 
And I'm very lucky to have her with me. And she's been with us uh, at the business almost exactly five years. Mm. And Ruth was a person who was, was capable beyond belief, but she didn't think she was. And for her, things like in the last few years, you know, she's now a profit sharing partner in this business, which is um, she gets a share of revenue or profit at the end of a financial year. Uh, she has a regular roster day off. Mm. And about six months ago, she started her own business. So I give her a day off a week to work on her own business. Probably the, the, the biggest thing for Ruth is in the middle of the year, she took four weeks off with her husband and they drove through the center of Australia. And for that month, literally no one from work contacted her to ask her how to do anything. And that was a huge deal for us. It let us know that our business was in a really solid place and the freedom it gave her. So the people in my workplace been like, I, I aspire for everyone to own their own home. Yep. And that's not me asking that for them. That's because they want to. And we've mm. had three team members buy their own homes. And mm. as many of your listeners would know, that's not a small feat in this day and age in Australia. Yep. Um, and we've got a couple saving for their own homes. We've got mm. people who take roster days off to do things with their families. We've got people who are continuing to train themselves in their special areas of interest to become practitioners of choice in our community. Mm. And yeah, we work together as a team through the year and we have a particular personal development and goal setting rhythm that we execute to help team members to achieve their goals and dreams facilitated by the leaders in the clinic. So I call this uh, a non-clinical mentoring rhythm yep. in our business and it, it's a game changer. And, and what it gives for our business is our people perform well. Anyone who's not a fit gets off the bus. You know, we're growing together, although we grow at different rates. And in the last year and a half, this rhythm, Ben, really helps people to understand, if not overcome, some of the big challenges that are happening in their personal lives. And, and those of us who are employers on here, this is what we're going to have to face in the next couple of years is helping our people grow through their personal challenges. Some are related to COVID and some are not. Oh, really huge. And one of those things stood out to me is, is the RDOs. Now, that's not driven by sort of fair work or award. That, that's a choice that you've done for people. Is that yeah. Right? Like part of, part of remember how, how I said the second area of my growth was losing two thirds of my team. Hmm. I started to think and working with the team, like what is the perfect job? So in the perfect job, you have autonomy, um, you're allowed to master your profession, you have freedom within boundaries. People want a good salary. Mm. They want to be rewarded when they work harder. They want lifestyle. I started to think like, how do I create jobs for my team where they literally do have it all? And don't get me wrong, they have to work hard for it, Ben. So in our business, we do have a culture of hard work. Mm. If someone's a low performer, should they be entitled to all those things? I don't really know. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what I believe, Ben, strongly. Yeah, good. Um, no, I love, love that RDO and something we've um, actually implemented over the last few months is this thing called rec leave yes. um, uh, or recreational leave, um, kind of similar to, to an RDO. Um, but if, if people have unused sick leave and some people are just troopers, they'll, they'll work through even though they should be resting. But um, especially the, the people who have been there a long time, they've got massive sick leave balances. They'll probably never use it. Yes. And so so I, um, I decided to bring in this policy where, they can cash in a day a month um, of, of whatever they want to do. And, and instead of using annual leave for that, they can just take it off the, the sick leave. Wow. Of, How good is that? That's brilliant, mate. You know, yeah. this, is the, this is the type of stuff that's going to keep our people happy and may even prevent some people from developing mental health issues over the next mm. couple of years. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and funny, funnily enough, you know, some some of the people, uh, not that they demanded it or anything, I, I sort of just said, oh, what do you think about this? They, they, um, they, the, the ones who'd been there a while sort of said, oh, yeah, you know, I feel like I've put myself through, you know, fair, fair amount of, you know, push through mentally. And I actually think that'd be a great mental health break. And more instead of like damage control from a mental health aspect, taking a day off, it's more of that preventative or, or winding down a little bit. And I think the really good bosses, Ben, that's what they do is is we can foresee some of the problems and challenges faced by our teams before they happen. And and you're absolutely right that the like if if you're talking about the pure bottom line of a business, you know, mm. to stop someone getting sick is better than having to deal with when they are sick. And yep. you know, not that our motivations are purely driven by profit, but I think, you know, if the motivations are win-win for the team and you yeah. and the business, and then they're the best decisions, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. And I think there'll be some some business owners who might think, oh, geez, you're just giving them money that they're not necessarily entitled to. But you know, I appreciate sharing a perspective with you of it actually it is commercially beneficial to the business if if they are high performing, they love what they're doing, yes. they feel rewarded. It's uh, yeah. I think that I think that's a really good caveat to make on it, Ben, is that this these rewards are for high performance and loyalty. Like, you know, yes. the person who comes in on the first day, they're not going to get that. If they've been with you five years and pushed through and helped you through the hard times, yeah, I think they're eligible for this every day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, we do have prerequisites for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there's. Uh, I think just just the sort of big ones are you you must have at least ten days in the in the bank. So that's a year's worth of leave. So year plus you get it, um, and that assumes you haven't used it yet. So yes, um, yeah. yeah, there's rules around it. No, I agree. Like I think that. I think that it's really important to incentivize and reward people, but yeah, like the right people. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, really cool. Um, and so, so you've got Scarborough Physio. What are the other businesses that you've, you've got going on at the moment? Yeah, so um, after about 12 years in Scarborough Physio, so, so coming around to about 2015, 2016, I had learned so much about business and I'd applied a good amount of it. And I started to feel like there was an opportunity for me to be helping other business owners. Mm. And so I started a Facebook group. I didn't really know at the time whether it, whether it was for physiotherapists or for business owners. And I started talking to people. I started filming one or two videos a day. And what I noticed, Ben, this was in about December 2016, mm. is that 90% of the interest was from the owners. And it made me think, okay, well, I'm responding to my audience and I am an owner. I was effectively talking to the other versions of me out there. Yep. Now, our profession for many years, Ben, has been very segmented with lots of tiny businesses. Mm. And you know, the Business Ultimate Physio has been around for five years now, uh, as of next month, where a Facebook group of more than 1,500 Australian-based physio clinic owners, which is more than one in every five owners in Australia. And that's including the older ones who aren't that tech savvy. Wow. So, so we've got a huge community. Ultimate Physio's vision is to give clinic owners time, profit, and freedom in their lives because that's what I've been able to do for myself. So mm. it's basically me working with other people who are where I was to help to get them where our clinic is and our business is. Mm. And, and not just to get to the result, but to enjoy the journey. So um, <laughs> our Facebook group, Ben, is extremely active. We would have uh, maybe 100 comments a day and, and 10 wow. posts a day. And we discuss all things, you know, even taboo topics like, you know, money and hiring and firing and challenges due to COVID. It, it's just the most wonderful business. 
and um, I have products that go along with that. So I've written two books, uh, one's for physiotherapists in private practice, one's for physio clinic owners. Yep. So most of our clients come via the Facebook group. They, they are a fly on the wall for a while and then they get involved mm. and then they buy the books. I've got a couple of online courses, uh, but my flagship course is a nine-month program and it has five modules. So yep. uh, we learn about um, clinic owner mindset, which is who you are, what you want, what's stopping you getting what you want and how to get it. Mm. We learn about business strategy. So we learn about interpreting numbers. We learn about uh, people and where people should sit in an org chart. We do a business plan and we talk about profit levers. And then the other three modules are marketing, team, and systems. So it sounds very familiar. It sounds like a program that you and I did in Brisbane many years ago called Key Person of Influence with the company now known as Dent, which was a life-changing program for me. So basically, I've, I've modeled Dent's structure uh, as I've been coached by one of the founders of Dent, Mike Reed. And um, yeah, and I, magic, magic Mike. I magic call him. Mike. <laughs> he is magic. He, uh, he, helped, he he helped me to break through a few blocks around me not perceiving that I had enough value in, in my intellectual property. And Mike wow. has helped me restructure that. So as of, as of this year, Ben, I've helped fifty five owners through that program. Mm. So I do one of these programs every year with twenty to twenty four owners, mm. and um, some of them get incredible results, like couple of my most long-term clients have more than doubled their businesses and one of them hasn't worked for nine months after having a baby you know wow. we, we got we got some really wonderful results and the thing that drives me the most is these people getting freedom and what freedom looks like to them so yeah, which is different to, for everyone right exactly and and yeah. and the course is about them determining what that looks like for them like uh, i've got a couple of um couple of men that i've coached and one of them's been around australia in his caravan with his family for four months and one of them's going for a whole year and a couple of female owners who've had kids and not had to go back to work so soon you know yeah. just makes me very proud to see what they've achieved ben that sounds super fulfilling. Um, oh, it's brilliant. And and we become friends with the owners too. So like yeah. most of the courses live, even during COVID, we've been able to meet up live and we have so much in common. And, you know, it's amazing having these conversations with people and loving the conversations and helping them learn and seeing the results they get and they're paying you for it. So it's like, I just, I can't see the downside. Yeah, every, everyone wins in that, even though mm-hmm. you know, the flow on for, for their families, their team. Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, I agree. I think that I think that their families are often very supportive of them getting involved in the program because they see the pain they're in, and the families. You know, we get to know the families, and and I I know a lot of the partners, and and I've met a lot of their kids. I've met a lot of their teams. Ben, you know, same philosophy when we're dealing with with my clients' teams is that achieving their goals and dreams and things they didn't think were possible. Mm. Yeah, it's it's having a wonderful flow on effect and. You know, you've made me think about one of my original plans was I wanted to help a million people. Yeah. And I realized that in my physio clinic, I couldn't do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> these yeah. these hands can only do so much, Ben. They get pretty sore. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, our clinics helped 18,000. And it's like, mm. if I can help these other clinics and they've all got 18,000 mm. people and that's, we'll get to the million pretty quickly. Absolutely. Jeez, that, the numbers add up pretty quick. They do. Um, yeah. Awesome, mate. That's, um, that's huge. And so a couple of questions have popped out of that. So you mentioned earlier that you, you, you don't necessarily work Wednesday, Fridays, but you've got to run Scarborough Physio and Ultimate Physio. 
what do you focus on on which day or do you have a plan or do you not work in? Yeah, that's it. I still don't think I've mastered this. It's been a work in progress. So like Scarborough Physio, the, the big the big focus the last two years has been creating a leadership team and making yep. sure the roles in the business are taken care of by my my top people, my leaders. Hmm. There are some things that still fall to me, like um, I do the bulk of the hiring and decision-making there, you know, big COVID decisions I have to make because I don't want those guys to feel like it's it's their job. I, I go into the, the clinic on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and I still treat clients about five hours a week. Mm-hmm. I reduce that as, as often as I can because I've got a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I reckon I'm, I'm probably working around uh, 20 to 25 hours a week, of which two-thirds would be Scarborough Physio, one-third Ultimate Physio. Yeah. I do a bit of Ultimate Physio at home. So like I'm doing this podcast with you at home and I'm, I would say that works sometimes and it doesn't work other times. So I still don't feel like I've found the perfect balance with that. Mm. Although it, it does feel like freedom to me, Ben, to be able to not have to be in the office all day, every day. Because, you know, in my first few years, I probably did 60 to 70 hour weeks in my clinic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for me, freedom, I was just saying to my clients the other day, freedom is not waking up to an alarm. I don't have to wake up to an alarm anymore. Don't have to wear a watch most days. Yeah, for me, that's freedom. Ah, so good, so good. And one thing, you know, because we've, we've been working together so for my guess is sort of five-ish years. I reckon five years. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, I said I always appreciate the your, your mindset and the way you think, and I'm just yeah, massive um, admiration for that, mate. It's, it's yeah, cool. thank you, Ben, and vice versa. Oh, your your our business's third and final accountant, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you're definitely our accountant 3.0 like you know what you guys do is just so far above the others that i've been with and and the the other testament to you is a huge number of our ultimate physio clients are coming over to you guys as well which which i'm loving absolutely loving yeah no that's awesome very cool and my my other question through what you were sharing there working at the age of ultimate physio and and your children is sounded like you started ultimate physio around the time that you had your son yep or, or around, you know give or take six to twelve months yeah how did it go starting a second business, having young kids? Yeah. Okay. So I reckon Gerilyn was pregnant when I started Ultimate Physio. Yep. And I think that at the time, like I'd been through my toughest years in business. I would, I would call 2015 and 2016 my toughest years. That was our lowest profit. I was mm. doing the most hours. We'd grown reasonably, but with our team turnover, many factors that added up meant that we were in a very low profit stage, which, you know, some owners will contract at that stage, Ben. Yep. And I think the thing that was really driving me is I knew that after our son was born, something needed to change in my life. Mm. And the big thing that needed to change for me was the amount of time that I was spending at work. Mm-hmm. And like many business owners, I wasn't necessarily productive 100% of the time when I was at mm. work, Ben. Like mm. I, as I said, I was I was doing too much of the technician work in the business. I was fighting a lot of fires. And I think that I was doing this because I had this warped mentality that no one could do it as good as me. And having kids accelerated my business owner journey. Having James, I mm. wanted to spend time with him. I didn't want to have the same challenges that my parents had being you know, too busy and not enough money and mm. you know, time spread too thin. So I would say that my wife getting pregnant and having our, our son was the biggest game changer for me in business because it made me strip all the stuff out of my life that was wasting my time that was inefficient. 
and it made me more driven to find the best people and help them grow so they could take on a lot of the stuff I needed them to do. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I still think it's probably the most important thing that's happened to, to, to me in my life and my business. Yeah, yeah good. And, and so what's the plan for you from here? So you've got, you've got the two businesses running pretty, I would suggest that your, your working hours is actually pretty great. Mm. Um, but what's, what's the plan for you? Yeah, I love that question because it makes me think. So first plan, <laughs> we, we don't really intend to have any more kids. We've been through a pretty yeah. tough time. Like my mm. wife really struggled last year with, with her energy levels and our daughter not sleeping. She doesn't need much sleep. And it was COVID <laughs> last year. So we didn't get to do much fun stuff. And yeah. uh, I just thought, you know, two kids is probably enough for us. So firstly, we're probably not going to have any more kids. Like play this back to me in 10 years and let's see if I was telling the truth or not. Mm. So business, Scarborough Physio is continuing. I'm actually quite a conservative business owner. Scarborough Physio grows slowly. We've got room for a couple more team, one more experienced physio and one more clinical psychologist. And then I'm actually opening a new clinic just down the road from Scarborough current date of opening is around August 2022. Mm. It's going to be called Newport Physio and Health. So Newport's the next suburb from Scarborough. And my main motivation for doing that, Ben, is that our clinic is full, our rooms are full, and there's still so many good people that I want to hire. Mm. So I just want to keep building our team and providing this service for the community and working towards helping every person in Redcliffe. So that clinic will open. I won't be a physiotherapist there. I'll just be the owner. We're going to hire some great people and we're going to integrate these two businesses. We're going to grow the second business to two physios and two clinical psychologists within two years. Mm. And yeah, I suppose my goal with the businesses is to empower the leaders in the business and for me to steer the businesses through COVID, whatever that looks like, because you and I are in Queensland and, and next year is probably going to be our challenging year, 2022. We'll see what that looks like. Yep. So um, my intention is to just continue to reduce Scarborough's reliance on me by building the leaders, grow Newport with just Newport's going to be a great test for me because I teach a lot of other owners how to grow businesses. So I'm going to see what I'm made of. And um, <laughs> from scratch, yeah. Yeah. And an mm. ultimate physio. Uh, I just want to work with another 20 to 24 dedicated owners for the next couple of years. I, I think I might run my ultimate physio course in New Zealand in 2023 because we've started to coach some New Zealand clinic owners. Wow. And, uh, mate, I wouldn't mind taking some nice holidays next year. So, Vomo Island, maybe a ski trip to Japan, you know, quite a few domestic trips. I want to – I've promised Ben – my ultimate physio uh, followers, the, cl- yep. the, cl- the clinic owners, up, up and party in every capital city next year. So, wow. but, but the party's got to be based on COVID being over. So I don't know if it'll be next year. It might be the year after. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we'll, we'll see some of the restrictions dialed back hopefully in the next few months. Yeah, but, uh... I hope so. So that's my next couple of years. So, yeah, I, I, I love spending time with my family. I love the mm. challenge of business and, and what that means about, you know, finding and growing leaders and just being visionary. And uh, apart from that, I've only got one thing I'd really call a hobby, Ben, which is boxing. I love boxing with <laughs> my, my boxing trainer. He's a very dangerous man. So I'm going to keep up skilling myself with boxing and mixed martial arts and grappling. Mm, how good <laughs> i better watch out next time we have a meeting oh no, I'll, I'll be protecting you from from um society's evils mate so uh. <laughs> yeah good uh awesome hey um this question is um a little bit from from uh, me but i i also have other clients who have noticed you know, they kind of build a business in whatever 
field that they're a specialist in. And then uh, I've seen some of them and, and I've also got the itch to sort of help other, uh, in my case, accountants uh, build their businesses as well. Now, you've done that in the physio space uh, and, and you said you did some work with Mike around that. How, what, what sort of words of encouragement if someone's sort of feeling that they might want to start coaching the, the industry they're in, uh, what, what are the sort of steps into that? Or, yeah, or things? okay. That is, that is a brilliant question. And I'm trying to think back to when I started this journey. So mm. I had done reasonably well in my business, but our business was by no means the flagship physio clinic in Australia at the time. Mm. I think what I started to do is I felt like I had something to say. But even <laughs> at the start when I felt like I had something to say, Ben, I didn't think anyone would want to hear it or I didn't necessarily think anyone was listening. So I just started talking. I yep. started shooting live videos on Facebook. Yeah, I was quite self-conscious of the time. I'm thinking, does any of this even matter or do people want to hear what I'm saying? Mm. And they started watching and they started following. And it was when they started to engage that I knew I was onto something. It's when then they started to ask questions or make mm. comments. And the biggest thing that I'd encourage you guys to do if you're early in this journey, if you're thinking about doing it is the success of this type of business, which I call an intellectual property business, is, is based around your community. Mm. So whether it's a Facebook group or some other type of community, be, and, and we've been taught this so much by KPI, haven't we, Ben, that you have to talk to your potential clients. Mm. You have to understand their problems. And I've got Glenn Carlson's voice <laughs> ringing in my ears. You need a PhD in your customer's problems. Yeah. Yep. Not literally, but uh, yeah, because that scared me. I was thinking about doing one at one stage, but too hard. You need, <laughs> you need, you need to understand what your ideal clients are going through. And, mm. and I think the biggest realization for me is that my ideal client was me. Mm. That's and, cool. And you don't need to overcomplicate this. Like if you're an accountant, Ben, and you want to talk to accountants, if you're an engineer and you want to talk to engineers, mm. you know, you have the most credibility based on what you've done. Yep. And uh, that's why I love this business because I'm just talking to other people like me. I don't need to pretend. I don't need yeah. to be someone else. I don't need to big note myself, but I can be vulnerable and I can be honest. Mm. And these people, you know, know, like, and trust me and buy from me because they're like me. So find your community, build your community, talk to them, ask them questions, and, and they're probably like you. That's what mm. I'd say. Yeah, awesome. And you mentioned to sort of just start talking. Um, were you doing sort of Facebook video? Was it videos on Facebook just in, on your, your profile page or did you have a group um, of physios? So you... I, I started the group before I started the page, would you believe? And like I oh. might have had a couple of people join the group. Mm. I, I remember sharing a link in come and join my group in like the industries um, industry association page and a few yeah. people joined. You know, I started to get a following. So even when my group was only like five people, I still spoke to them. Yeah. And that can be a self-consciousness thing because a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm fine talking to one person. You have to start somewhere, okay? Like, mm. don't build this, believe you got to build the group to a thousand. Like, I reckon a critical mass, if, if, if it's 50 good people, Ben, that's enough to start with. And whatever you do, don't just go and recruit people who aren't ideal for the vanity numbers. Like, I remember that was big on Facebook and Twitter and, oh, let's buy followers. What a yeah. lot of crap. You know, you want your followers to be genuine people who exist, who are like you, mm. and then it will work. Like if, if, you, if you're not genuine about who your followers are, if you're after numbers, not quality, it's all about quality with your followers, Ben. 
Yeah. Wow. That's that's powerful. How good. And and so your your Facebook group has a a few different ways that they could interact with you. Yes, there's the public forum that that, that is the Facebook group and the um and the videos you might post there. Uh, you've got the two books. You've got a signature program. And are there oh the online courses as well? Oh, that's a that's an awesome menu of of assistance. You, you yeah provide. yeah I think I've built it for the market. So the the good mm. thing is people come along and when you have great knowledge of your market, what you can do then is you can give them a fairly unbiased recommendation. So like someone comes along and they say I need some help. Yeah. What I say is well, tell me a bit about your business, and I ask them specific questions, and they tell me, and from there, just like if you're seeing the physios in in my clinic. They will give you a recommendation based on the best interests of you as opposed to some ulterior motive. Like my um, nine-month program, if your clinic is not of a certain size, you can't do it. I will not mm. let you into it because I know that it won't be the best thing for you. I have other products that I will offer you that are more suitable. And I think when you have a suite of products or what you know, key person of influence calls an mm. ecosystem or an ascending transaction model, Mm-hmm. You can't really go wrong because the the sales process is so genuine, based yeah. on their need. Yep, oh, that's uh, that is a great point, mate. Thank you for um, yeah, so much uh, knowledge there. Well, hey, thanks so much again for sharing on all all these sort of different topics. Um, I, I knew it would be been great, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it would be a great conversation. And and so, how do people get in touch with you? Like, where's the sort of best places to go? To, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to help. So the people I can help the most is obviously physio clinic owners, but you know any business owners or physiotherapists or allied health professionals, like they're probably the people I want to help. If you if you don't fulfill those categories, I can still try and help you. It just depends if you think I've got something to offer you. Yeah. Um, so the best website to check me out personally is www.ultimate.physio. Mm. And so that's the website of Ultimate Physio, one of my businesses. And the best way to reach me personally would be through my email address, which is nick, N-I-C-K, at ultimatephysio.com.au. So ultimate physio, all one word. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you to contact me about anything. As I said, I'm not sure exactly based on your needs what I can help you with, but mm. I, I love helping people, Ben. So, so yeah, mm. get in touch. Awesome. Well, thanks for your, um, your authenticity and, and, and sharing so much. And uh, yeah, really loved talking with you. And what I a fun you... interview, Ben. <laughs> it was. It was really cool. All right. Well, th- thanks again, mate. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. And uh, thank you for listening. If you're still listening here at the end, and uh, and um, this guy has some big value to provide. So keep listening into Ben's podcast. You'll you'll learn heaps. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker, C-A, or one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again, and see you next time.